I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Hi, I'm Eric Chang, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce you to talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? How can Central Florida benefit from even greater art presence? On each episode, we introduce to you guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart with a capital A-R-T. There you go. Hi. Hello. Eric, it's so great to have you here. Yes, I am here today. My name is Eric Chang. I'll be your co-host for this evening. So Eric Chang and I uh, met each other. Uh, my friend Steve Pernick and I and Jake Lockwood have started a company called We Bring the Funny. It's a comedy group, and this man is very funny, and boy, can he sing. And you're a part of our group. And today I said, would you come and co-host this show with me? Sure. And you said? Okay. Yes. Where? <laughs> and you found it. And I am here. Yes, you got here before I did. Well, we have a big show uh, to get started with today, so let's get started right away. We're very excited to have someone who is no stranger to here, one of our very first guests that we've ever had on From the Heart, and so he's very special. Uh, this is Mr. Scott Evans, Senior Director, Visual and Performing Arts of Osceola, of Orange County Public Schools. Oh, I, sorry, I said the wrong <laughs> O word. But you're friends, right? The we farmers and the Osceola cowboys and should be friends. Yes, we love all of our neighbors. <laughs> here, here. All right, well, Scott, would you do us a favor and first of all, introduce your team here and tell us what's new and good. Yeah, I have, I have an amazing team with us here. I'm so excited that they're all in the studio today. Um, I'm going to let them actually tell you a little bit about themselves, but I'm going to start this time. Let's start with Ashley Spiro. Yeah, so I'm Ashley Spiro. I am the um, resource teacher for dance and theater, K through 12. And so what I do during the week is um, I coach new teachers twice a week. So go out to the classrooms, um, see what's ha- the great things that are happening in their classroom, um, offer them feedback, um, also come in and do master classes where I teach for them. Um, so that's a good chunk of what I do during the week. Um, also help to manage professional development um, series that we have. Something that my two content areas have started are called GIFTS workshops. GIFTS stands for Great Ideas for Teachers and Students. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, yes. So even in part of that, we'll bring in industry professionals who will offer workshops for the teachers, but um, a big chunk of it is them sharing exemplary lesson plans um, throughout throughout the workshop um, that, that they can then each take to their classroom and, and work on with their student. Um, and another one of my major roles is um, really being the liaison between our arts partners here locally and nationally. Um, for example, locally, I help to run our Young People's Performance Series where like our second graders go see the Orlando Ballet, the OPO is for our third, fourth, and fifth graders. Um, the, the rep does the performances for our eighth graders of The Giver. And then the Dr. Phillips Center does our sixth and jazz um, performances for our sixth wow. graders. Wow, talk about the connections you've made with the community. Yeah, yeah. And one of those big national partnerships is with the Kennedy Center. So we have arts integration workshops that we offer for our teachers throughout the year. So that's a little bit about me and kind of what I do on a weekly basis. Nice. Scott, I'm going to let you sort of direct to how you want this run today because Mm -hmm. you know who the brilliant team you have here. Awesome. So I think we should hear from Christy Garten. Christy. Hi, good afternoon. Actually, good evening. Um, So my name is Christy Garten. I am responsible for K-12 visual arts. And so I do um, all the same things that Ashley does. I work with uh, curriculum development, professional development for teachers, coaching new teachers. 
Um, one of the big things that I do is I work directly with community partners to help grow the visual arts opportunities for students and teachers in our county. Um, I work with partners such as Orlando Museum of Art, the Morse Museum, the Orlando International Airport. Um, I work closely with the Winter Park Sidewalk Art Festival every year. Maitland, I could go on and on and on. but That's um, quite a lot. That's yes. some major art exhibits and museums in the city. Yes, thousands of student works are on display at, at these uh, venues throughout the year. So, um, you know, that's really what I do is to continue to create those opportunities every day to really grow the visual arts. And how does that, how does, I, I'm curious to know what the reaction is of the children when they see their work in a museum. It's priceless. Um, you know, I think it's, to see their faces, and I know it sounds a little cliche, but um, but to see their faces and to have those proud moments that they share with their parents and to know that it's recognized and it's, and it's, um, and it's on the wall at these museums and these shows is just, um, I love to sit back and just listen to the reactions and it's, you know, it's so amazing. And I hear all the time, did, I can't believe students did those. And I said, yep, we have amazing teachers and students. And yes, students did those. Wow. That's beautiful. You've got quite the team here today, I Scott. I have an amazing team. <laughs> and I think probably we should hear from David Olson with Secondary Music. Hi, David. Hi, my name is David Olson. I work with our, I'm, I'm the resource teacher for secondary music, and I too coach uh, new teachers. I'm in the classroom twice a week coaching a group of new teachers. Um, some come from traditional uh, teaching background, uh, coming up through the colleges, and some, some come from the public sector and just uh, want to go into teaching. So that, that's pretty cool. And so I, I help and guide them with what curricular avenues are available. We all have worked to develop curriculum resource materials that are housed on our servers, and we help guide them to find those resources and materials and develop high-quality lesson plans. Um, I work to put together all-county events for our students. Um, we serve thousands of students through our all-county events, giving them an opportunity to work with um, work with professionals from around the county that come in and, and just for a few days work with groups and give them like little master classes and then they put on a performance. For our listeners who may not know, including myself, what is secondary music? Secondary music is sixth grade through 12th grade. Okay. So, and, and it's a wide gambit of things. So it's for me, um, I do band, chorus, orchestra, guitar, um, keyboard, and, and actually, not so much chorus anymore because we have a new team member this year. Um, but that's really kind of my, my focus. I do more of the instrumental music side. I see. Very cool. I just mm -hmm. had a curiosity. What was your background in music? Um, band. I grew up band. Um, what did you play? One of my first... Uh, trumpet. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and then one of, my, one of my first jobs I landed was band, chorus, and orchestra. Oh, wow. And I just wanted the job. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll do it. I'll teach all three. <laughs> wow. And, and actually, that probably is what helped set me up um, to be successful later in doing something like this. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And let's move to elementary music, and that's Anka Pink. Anka. Hi, how are you? Um, my name is Anka Pink. I'm elementary music resource for kindergarten through fifth grade. And along with all the other things that everybody else does, such as curriculum development, um, and working with our teachers in the classroom. Um, it's very important that the kids start at a really young age to make sure that there is that succession of arts education that continues that start with good foundational skills um, in the elementary music classroom and that that will continue 
for example, when they head over to secondary with David mm-hmm. and his teachers so that there's a very strong foundational skill building. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of that through the continued teacher training and professional development that we offer throughout the year. We have a training for our teachers every month wow. that they can choose to attend. And we bring in teachers from the district who are phenomenal teachers who are invited to other places to teach. We bring in other professionals from across um, the district and across the state to work with our teachers. And what are some them. examples of uh, programs that they have that they offer for teachers? So we, the beautiful thing is because our district is so large, we have 137 elementary music campuses. Um, so we really can take information of what the teachers need and what they feel their students need. And we can mm. build our professional development around the needs of the teachers and the students. So we work on that. This year there will be, for example, be um, world drumming. There will be um, professional development on vocals. There will be workshops for instrumental music in the elementary classroom. How do you teach general music? All the different processes and techniques for teaching elementary music. So the gamut's wide. And the beautiful thing is we can we can design it for our teachers the way that they need it to be. Yeah. Lucky nice. students to have this. I didn't have any of this when I was growing up. Uh, I didn't so either. We so start this, with you, yeah. elementary music, and then we move on to secondary like that. Wow, mm-hmm. it's a whole process. Yeah. Come on. I know. we got to go back and do it over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, who shall we hear from well, next, Scott? I am so excited um, because the last time we were here, that would have been the entire team, but we have been very fortunate this year to add another member to our team, um, as you heard, lots of numbers and all that this team does, it was desperately needed, and we're so excited. We stole someone from Hillsborough County. Um, this gentleman was a rock star over in Hillsborough, so of course that's who we want on our team is any rock oh, star. They must have been mad at you. They were, and we're, we're okay with that because we're very lucky. Um, so let me introduce you to you literally two weeks into the job, wow. uh, Mr. Jason Locker. Wow, two weeks. Yeah, How's I it am, been so far? <laughs> uh, I am learning very quickly, uh, uh, by necessity, of course. Um, but I am so happy to be here, uh, the newbie of the group. And I um, w- am working with Scott um, on all of the K-12 visual and performing arts programs. And uh, some of my particular areas of focus uh, so far are uh, our all-county programs that we heard about before, working with all of our various all-county programs. There are several. Uh, we do band, orchestra, chorus, elementary, dance, jazz, guitar, you name it, and there's an all-county program for really? those kids. Even Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, so I'm working with that program in particular. Um, as far as a particular area of focus for me, I'm working with our um, teachers, in the middle and high school vocal music area, as well as our elementary orchestra teachers, um, coaching our new secondary choral uh, directors, and uh, we'll be involved in collecting and analyzing uh, data regarding a lot of our different programs that we have in Orange County Public Schools for visual and performing arts students. And the data you can use when you're asking for more funding or more... Right. Uh, so developing our, our new programs um, as well as um, continuing to develop the programs that are already in place, uh, looking to see where we can put our resources to best impact our student and teacher population in the arts. Wow. Wow. Impressive team. No surprise. No surprise at all. Um, well, it's one, something that I ask every time you come here, but you come sometimes with different people. And I think it's important to hear from you why 
it's important that these young ones have an introduction to the arts at this young age. Yeah, and you know, um, that's what I love about this team is everyone here has arts experiences in their in their uh, life and in their youth, and so they all understand totally the value of that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I always talk about is how important it is that young people have the opportunity to express themselves and communicate in their own way, and the arts really um, gives them that chance. It really gives them various ways to say what they want to say through uh, movement and dance, through music, through painting or drawing, um, through acting, whatever it is, they have they have that opportunity in our courses, the courses mm -hmm. that we represent, um, that they may not get in other classes. So this is the chance for them to really, truly express them their, their individuality in the What happens courses. when they don't do that? Why is it important that they I do? I think horrible things. I mean, I think if we look at violence that's occurred in our schools, to me, that's a result of not always having um, an addition, outlet, not having that outlet. Absolutely, this is amazing. I'm hearing this. It feels like I'm in a movie right now, <laughs> of all mm -hmm. these available programs and and how in depth you guys take it um, for the young people these nowadays to have an outlet to do whether whether it be art, whether it be singing, music, playing instruments. Um, what are some of the most like most impactful or gratifying part of your job? Um, I'm gonna pass this to the. Uh, my team in a, in a moment, but I think, you know, for me, I, Christy said it was cliche earlier, but it really truly is just seeing the faces of our students. Mm -hmm. Like if they're on the stage performing that minute that the audience erupts into applause for whatever it is they did, it, that's it. Right. And right then I know like this, we're in the right place. We're doing the right thing. Cause it's incredible to see that, that. life is changing in yeah. that right before your right eyes, before our eyes, yeah. right before our eyes. And to see, if it's visual art, to see a student walk up and see their picture hanging in the Orlando Museum of Art mm. or in a show that lots of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people are getting to go experience their piece of art. Mm. Um, I mean, that's just incredible. It's, it's life-changing. Yeah, it's really life-changing. Well, that sound is segment-changing. We're going to take a short break. Listeners, we'll be right back. I'm Mary Thompson-Hunt today Hello. with my co-host. Eric Chang. And Eric Chang and I will see you in a few moments from the heart. Welcome back to The Heart. This is Eric Chang. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. And together again, Scott Evans is here on From the Heart. We're really glad to have you here. Let's continue where we left off, Scott. Um, what, is it that, what is it that we should know? You know, I think uh, we, we were talking about the impact on individual students and what we see and why we do what we do. And I, I thought to put it into perspective for your listeners, um, just to think about, so OCPS has 130,000 students a week, essentially, that are um, enrolled in arts education courses. So it's 130,000 kids, and we employ just about 800 teaching artists or arts educators. So there's 800 professional artists working They're doing that full-time? Full-time. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that and, the largest in Florida? Uh, it is not actually the largest in Florida, but it's one of the largest in Florida. <laughs> yeah, one of the largest in Florida. Someone had to work real hard for that. 
and I'm sure a lot of it was you. <laughs> well, I think it's this whole community. I think last time I was on the show, if you remember, we were talking about the financial crisis for lots of school districts, yes. and we were able to talk about the millage vote that was coming up yes. last November. And fortunately, this community passed that. Yes, it did. And that has helped us a great deal, make sure that we have arts in every school. And that's something that, you know, again, we like to always um, state because that's something we need to be proud of as a community, that every single school in this district has access to arts education, every yeah. school, which not a lot of communities can say. So that's really huge and something, again, this community said that's important to us, and that's why we have that. So, Scott, if people are listening right now and they are in a community that's not getting the support that yours does, what should they do? What could they do? You know, I think the best um, strategy for them is to be visiting with their school board members. So if they're in a district that doesn't have arts in every school, they need to visit with their school board members and say... Just go to a board meeting, a board of education meeting? Go to a school board meeting. You can always call and ask for a separate meeting because they're elected officials. So you can ask for a meeting with your school board representative and talk to them why it's important to you, why you think it should be something that are all students have access to, and then offer you, your help with to them. And how can I help make sure that my kids are getting access to this? Well, I we, sure hope if anyone out there is listening is really taking heart to that and thinking, is our art department is as up to par as it can be? Mm-hmm. Could it be greater? Should we even have one? And then they go and take your advice. Yeah, I, I, that's it's really about the community saying out loud from the outside, this is what we want in our schools. I mean, it really takes that effort, and that's how you end up having a district like ours, which actually we have the highest percentage of students enrolled in the entire state for all of the largest wow. urban school districts. So this district, again, um, I, th- the, I think the state percentage of access is 56.6%, somewhere in there, um, and OCPS has 66% of our students enrolled in arts. Amazing. Um, so enrollment, of course, after, when you get to the middle school and high school, it's an elective. That's why it's not 100% enrollment because sure. students have lots of choices. But the fact that 100% have the ability to enroll in the arts and the fact that we're at 66% where the rest of the state is in the 50s is pretty impressive again. Yeah, yeah, and you're still always working to get more. Oh, yeah. Our goal is 100%, of course, but yeah. you know, there, mm-hmm. there isn't a district out there that has that. But, but well, we, so we want anyone who will one day. Yes, it will be <laughs> us, for sure. Yeah. So I know when you come here, you're one of our most planned guests. There are things that you definitely want to make sure that listeners hear from you when Scott Evans comes. What else is it that you want us to know? Um, I, I want them to know that their efforts are really what has helped get OCPS where it is, that a lot of people feel disconnected maybe from government or disconnected from the process. And we, to me, this is, this is the proof is in the pudding right here, that because so often the community of Orange County has said to their representatives and to their schools that we want arts in our schools, um, we have that support from the outside, which helps us advocate for that on the inside. Mm-hmm which again has resulted in the numbers that we were able to share today. So really, my message is make sure as a parent, as a community member, that you stay engaged in what you expect to be happening in your schools. Yeah, And that, that means not just the local level, because really we're looking at from the state level, our funding all comes from the state, except for the millage that we pass locally to make sure we have the arts. If it were not for that extra money that we've asked our local citizens to pay, we would not have arts in our schools like we have today because the state funding level is is not adequate to be able to supply those sort of courses. So really, it can't just be local, but it has to be looking at who you're electing in Tallahassee and who your representative is and what they understand is important to you as a, as a resident of the state. Are there schools out there right now that are without arts program like this? 
they're not in our district. So in Orange mm-hmm. County Public Schools, every school has arts, but there are definitely schools in other districts that do not have any arts. In fact, wow. this school district, I will say, embarrassingly so, eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, had several schools that did not have any arts at all. So there were wow. students, you know, really that. So this is up to the parents and to say something about that. I mean, uh, of course it goes beyond that, mm-hmm. but at least from the basic, parents have to make their voices heard. Absolutely. Who needs math? Get art, right? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we're, we're all about, of course, a, a well-rounded right, student, right, right. so we you know. want math, but we think math math is even learned better when it can be applied across the board right. to all different areas, and the arts, of course, help bring realis- realism mm-hmm. to other subjects mm-hmm. that they're learning. The brains are growing in every direction at that mm-hmm. age. Yeah, it's absolutely. a good time. Yeah. All right, Scott, I see you've got a list of things. What else? Well, I'd love for my team here, because they have such great arts experiences, and yes. they're in the school so often. I'd love for them to share some, some experiences, stories, maybe. Yeah. yeah, some stories with um, students. Any students that exceeded expectations or um, did what they never thought they could do that you might? Um, that is one of the big pieces that drives, I believe, really all of us in this room, why we are here and why some days you really miss the classroom and you're like, that's it, I'm going back. But then you remember the experiences you had there and you want to provide other teachers the support to provide those same experiences for their students. I had a student, um, I'll never forget, brand new, out of state, never had the arts in in his lifetime. And he was in fourth grade coming in and um, making difficult choices. And finally, uh, you know, I was like, listen, just come after school. We will come join our group. I don't care if it's in the middle of a production. I don't care if it's in the middle right before a concert. Just come. And that student ended up growing so much, coming every day after school, learning to run the sound independently. He ran as a fourth grader, ran the sound for all of our productions. Wow. Mm-hmm. That year, completely by himself, training some of the other adults on how to help and assist. Wow. After he left elementary school, um, I stayed in touch with the student because he lived in that neighborhood. And he enrolled himself in um, Leadership Academy which was not his first go-to when I met him initially. Um, He would come on Saturdays to help the new teacher with their um, performance practices on Saturdays at the elementary school to pay it forward to his younger peers. You, When you have those experiences with a student who come and hug your neck and tell you that the arts are what impacted his life for the better Mm. forever, you want to provide other teachers with that opportunity to provide that to their students. Of Of course. So that is... Those experiences, you can't, no money can't buy that, mm-hmm. right? So when you think about that student, and I see his face in front of me every day, um, I think about, okay, how can I make life better? You know, this is why we do what we do, making life better for teachers and students. Because when it's better for the students, it's better for the community. Yes. And mm-hmm. when it's better for the community, we are building instead of breaking down. And that is what the arts does. So... Well said, sister. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little bit passionate no, about that No, but I one. love it. But it just makes so so much sense. That's beautiful. Yes. Hi. Um, <laughs> having been in this job now for four years, um, we've been able to watch some of our, our growth in our teachers because really now our, the, our teachers are our students. And so um, we work with our teachers and we we – ask them to try out different things in their classroom or we demonstrate different things. And it doesn't always um, hit them right off the bat, but it might take a few months or, or even a year. And then all of a sudden you see it click and you watch them become successful and they light up. Like at the end of the year, they're like done. They're like, okay, I, I, I need my batteries recharged. And the <laughs> next year 
something clicks and they go back in the classroom and they're refreshed and they're on it and they're with it and they're doing great jobs and you can see it in their kids. Their kids are excited to come to class and their programs start to grow and flourish and that's that's when things really start making a difference for us too. You start seeing the fruits of yeah. your labor. <laughs> wow, that's lovely. I think it's grown a lot since I was young in school. We would have an art teacher um, wheel in a like a geardon of different crayons and pencils or whatever they had. <laughs> it was back when the Flintstones were around, you know. <laughs> so different. I wonder, where do you see it going? Where do you see the arts growing in, in education for young ones? Um, you know, I, I think that we're at a really interesting time in arts education. We have um, what some consider a traditional model, which is band, chorus, orchestra, um, in music world and some traditional art forms. Um, and so there's always challenges from the outside of what, what's next in arts education. What, where does it go? How is it different? Um, and so we're doing a lot more, for example, of digital art in the art world. So we're making sure our students are really um, getting the skills they need to be in this new digital art world. So sadly to some, we don't do dark rooms anymore. We do digital, digital labs because that's really what our kids are being asked to do when they get out of out of school. Right. So I think let's Christy talk a little bit about the digital art yeah. and how art's transforming. And describe what one even looks like. <laughs> um, well, you know, in, in uh, of course, you know, the, the earliest exposure, the, the better. Um, you know, I think it's really important that we keep with teaching the foundation because the foundation drawing, foundational drawing skills, painting, those skills transfer to digital art. Um, and so really teaching students to, and, you know, teachers to see the new digital art as a tool. It's, it's, a, it's just another tool, just like a paintbrush or drawing pencil. It's another tool to create art. So, um, you know, we're in this kind of transition period of, of finding the happy medium of the balance between both. Um, but one of the things that it's, you know, people who are in, in the industry always say is that the foundations are the first and foremost the most important thing and then everything else is kind of secondary you know it's creating that foundation and using the digital art as a as another tool to use and not the only tool right. is really important it's interesting mary because we were at a meeting with universal orlando some of the industry leaders there in the entertainment area and they made it very clear that although there's this move to you know, modernize the arts and to get into digital and get into electronic music and all these other areas, the number one skill they're looking for is drawing skills. They want to see that kids yes. know how to use a pencil, put it on paper, and draw because that really demonstrates a skill that they need that will then transfer to the digital world. Oh. Um, but so that's, I think, a little bit of what Christy's talking about as well is that that's really important that we maintain that as we you know move forward with arts education. Wow. But drawing... My husband draws for a living. I, I don't know if I ever told you that. Uh, people think they're often photographs, but I'm in awe. I mean, I can do a tic-tac-toe board, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> do you draw? No, I do, I do not draw. I do I'm not a drawer. Draw, but you are a drawer? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good for you. I'm in the right field. Yes. No, I think yes. that <laughs> translates to your penmanship as well, you know, because these days they don't write as much as we mm -hmm. used to anymore. And that, that kind of translates, if you have good penmanship, you go into a, uh, being a calligrapher or uh, illustrationist. It's all amazing. Yeah, these days, these were used a lot less. I'm holding a, up a pen, by the way. <laughs> They're used a lot less. This is true. Yeah. Uh, well, we are just about at the end of this segment. But before we take us out, we have time for just a few more thoughts about uh, 
whatever's on your mind. I haven't heard from you in a while. <laughs> well, actually, I wanted to add something to that last question that you had. I've been in my role um, with Scott here for almost a decade now. And, you know, there were those few schools. Um, I know Scott jumped when I just said that. Um, there were a few schools that didn't have arts in their classrooms when we started. But now where you ask when you're asking where the arts are going, we are growing exponentially here in Orange County. We are opening up so many new schools every single year. And now having arts classes, whether they're dance, music, theater, um, visual art, it's become the norm. So I think that's important to point out that as our district continues to grow, so does the arts education opportunities for, for kids in our, in our district. That's beautiful. That's very encouraging to hear. That's why we're known as one of the most creative cities uh, in our country, because of folks like you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wonder what's next. I wonder, I wonder what will be the next trend for the arts in schools. Well, maybe give that some thought. We're going to go to a little break in just a moment now. But I'd be curious to know if you were to take a guess, 20 years from now, maybe 30, 50 years from now, where do you see art being different or do you? I don't know. We'll find out in just a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, take a break. You give this some thought too, and we'll see you in just a few minutes on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. Very excited that we're speaking with Scott Evans today and a team that he's brought in telling us what's going on in Orange County Public Schools, Visual and Performing Arts Department, what's happening with the students. And it sounds like a dream, a dream art world that a lot of schools would wish for. So congratulations for being a part of all of you manifesting that. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. Um, for listeners like myself today, um, we wanna, if we want to help, how can we get there and what, are we, uh, what can we do? That's great. I, you know, there's a couple of things that, I, that come to mind. One, uh, being actively involved in your own child's education, and that means making sure that the arts are part of their lives. So as we know, it's, you know, in elementary schools, for the most part, they're going to have arts courses because it's built into their schedules. However, when they get to uh, middle school and high school, it becomes an elective, and there's lots of choices. But of course, we understand the enormous value of them having the opportunity to participate in the arts. And sometimes parents might need to be that advocate for their child because there are so many requirements for kids. It's easy to have the arts not make it onto their schedules. Mm. But parents absolutely have the power to go to the school or to reach out to the guidance counselors and say, you know, for me, it's really important that my child is enrolled in an arts course and please help us make that happen. So that's one really active way that parents can ensure that kids have arts in their lives. Wow, I hope that you're listening to that, listeners. If you're a parent out there, yeah, go to the school and say, tell me the way. I want my child in this department. Uh, just aside real quick, the other night, a couple of cars on my street, we live in Dr. Phillips, had their cars broken into during the storm, right? And I remember I was talking on the phone with my friend. I went, well, but if those kids weren't in a choir, they wouldn't do that. And I don't know <laughs> what made me say that. I just started laughing. Like, but... But then I started thinking, it's probably true. Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of people who go to choir and rehearsals and sing as people that break into cars. <laughs> I 
Anyway, that was a little side story. I like it. I like it. (laughs) I don't know what the date is on that one, but I'm going to agree with you. That's great. Um, Another thing that um, parents can do and the community can do in general is um, at in Orange County Public Schools, we have a foundation. It's called the Foundation for Orange County Public Schools, and it's a not-for-profit entity that helps raise funds through various means to support the learning that happens in the schools. We have set up in that organization an account called Pursuit of the Arts, and the Pursuit of the Arts account is designed to support students that are homeless or in very low socioeconomic situations at their home who are going to pursue a career in the arts, any of the arts, and that could be going to college or it could be going into a trade school or going into an internship, but we, through that account, have money to be able to assist those students that are heading into that career path or pursuing that career path. For example, we are helping a student right now to college in New York City with monthly expenses as far as food, travel, transportation, Mm -hmm. that sort of things. Um, we are helping a student that's heading off to Florida State University that's going to major in music who was a, you know, a first-chair all-state French horn player who does not own his own French horn. We're helping him purchase a French horn, a professional-grade French horn, so that he can pursue his career without having any hurdles. So to me, that's the anti-hurdle, anti-barrier account. So, okay, if anybody, so hold on. If someone yeah, wants to help right. that young yeah. child get that French Where horn. Where did they go? So what they would want to do is visit the Foundation for Orange County Public Schools website um, and once they get to the homepage, there's an area where they can select where they want to donate to, and Pursuit of the Arts will actually Pursuit show up of in that. The Pursuit of the Arts. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. It's a great program, really. It's amazing. Now, as you know, we're in our final segment, so I don't want anything left unsaid that you go to your car going, oh, I wish we had mentioned this. Mm-hmm. And I notice you all have copious notes, so start taking a look at those because I want to make sure, yes. I do want to make sure that I touch on an incredible partnership that we have with Universal Orlando and Valencia College, and that's called Art of Tomorrow. And what happens every year, we have three schools that partner with Universal Orlando. There are three Title I uh, middle schools, um, and all of the students that are enrolled in the arts classes, whether it's dance, music, theater, or visual art, they are exposed through the work with their, their teachers, their arts teachers, they're exposed to a curriculum where they're learning more about careers in the arts. Um, And they go through this year-long series of lesson plans, and they actually create a character that they bring to life, and then they get to see that that character brought to life on stage at Universal Orlando. But they learn about about the concept of creating that character, um, how to design it, whether it's the lighting, the costumes. Um, then they get into the performance aspect of it, the production, writing a script for that character. Um, so it has has many, many layers. But then that project doesn't start there, stop there. It actually runs into the high school as well. So these students are followed to wherever high school they go to, and they have um, field trip opportunities where they get to go to Valencia College or even back to sometimes Universal Orlando as well, um, and it, even dive deeper learning about those careers in the arts. Um, then that, that doesn't stop there. It then has another ch- a chapter where they're able to apply for scholarships and internship programs. So uh, they're learning fabulous things in their classroom, but this is just another um, just a, another piece of the puzzle to help those kids stay engaged in the arts even after 12th grade. 
Um, so a big, big partnership that we have that we're very thankful for. That's beautiful. Thank you, Universal Orlando. That's amazing. And you also mentioned you, there's a collab with um, Valencia College. Yes. A little bit about that. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of um, collaboration and projects that the students do um, where they're creating things that are arts related that maybe um, a professional would do in, in their setting or they're, they're learning choreography from a choreographer. So they're really just getting exposed as to what it's like to be that industry professional um, or, you know, or be a dancer, be a choreographer, be a lighting designer, um, you know, filmmaker, all of those things. So um, it's, it's just huge. They get a lot of individual, you know, hands-on attention at that Valencia College level. And then it breaks on into um, mm. having the opportunity to, pr- to apply for a scholarship. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's amazing. I, we've come so far with what's available. <laughs> yeah. At least here, I, I, I would think others cities would be quite envious yes you know um the focus of that really is to find um help kids find where their passion falls and then help them to realize that that's what their career can be that it doesn't have to be just a job that they have to do to make a living or you know to make ends meet but it can actually be a job that they're passionate about and that they love so we of course are in roles that we are passionate about and don't understand the rest of the world that are doing jobs that they don't love Right. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of really why would you do that? <laughs> so what we want to do is help kids understand, because to, to us, that's what we would. I think all people should be doing uh, careers that they are passionate about and that they love. Yes. And so we do have a focus in OCPS about helping kids identify and find careers that are creative and arts related. And um, Jason has a great story to share about one of our just recent, or not recent, a, a graduate of OCPS that's been in the arts and because of his arts experiences in OCPS and because of his Um, passion for the arts has really done well. Wow, let's hear it, Jason. Yeah, you know, it's so exciting when um, a student makes it in the arts and then everything comes full circle. So we have a young man uh, by the name of Michael Kilgore who uh, graduated from OCPS from Edgewater High School, and um, he is making it big on Broadway right now. Um, He has an album that actually is releasing uh, any day now, I think September 6th. Uh, his album, A Man Born Black, will be uh, released. And um, he came back uh, to OCPS just a few weeks ago for our professional development day for all of our K-12 arts teachers and performed for us, uh, shared his professional experiences with our teachers. Um, And it's, you know, everything that we do, supporting teachers, supporting students, it's so gratifying to see as an educator the students come back years later and share their professional experiences in the arts. Um, And really beyond what we do with our K-12 programs, um, it's so wonderful to do this work with career pathways and see how the students um, achieve and then come back and share that expertise with us and with the next generation of students coming along after them. Students must have loved that, right? Absolutely. Well, that was for our teachers, but oh, teachers. Um, but yeah, it just shows the students what they can achieve. Yeah. David, got something that you were talking about, and we stopped you while we were on break. We make sure that we want to get it on air. Go Thank ahead. You. I guess I guess you were talking about where do we see the, the future going. Thank um, you. And, and to be honest with you, I th- I don't think what we do necessarily is going to change. Um, I hope it doesn't change because what we're doing in our careers and in our classrooms is teaching students um, to respond to delayed gratification, how to work for something over the course of a long period of time mm. 
and to achieve uh, high success. Whereas you have other venues and things that are doing instant gratification, you know, video games, uh, all, all these other things. But what is changing and developing over the time are the tools of the trade. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're developing these um, photography labs and digital media and new kinds of instruments and keyboards and electronics. So the tools are changing, but the process by which we achieve our art and, and do our art um, is something that really is important. So, you you know, have to grow it. Yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Um, something else that I'd like to share, too, is Please. our visual and performing arts calendar. Mm -hmm. So if people want to come and watch a show or uh, go to an art show or see a concert, um, we have a calendar called Take Me to the Show. And there's two methods to get there. One is uh, tiny.cc forward slash take me to the show. That's a URL, tiny.cc forward slash take me to the show. Or they go to our Orange County Public Schools website, which is ocps.net. And then there's an events calendar uh, link there as well. ocps.net in the mm -hmm. events calendar. Correct. That's the there's second a, way to get there. Correct. Okay. Beautiful. So take, take me to the show and all of our schools put their events on there. And uh, we, we encourage you to go and see a show in, yeah, in your area. because that's our community. That's yeah. our youngins. Yeah. Um, all right. We only have like two minutes left. Final words. You'll well, come back. You'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> I think you should have us for a few more sessions. I do really. too. Um, but yeah, thank you for that. And thanks for this opportunity. We really appreciate it. We, as you can tell, just love sharing what our teachers mm -hmm. and students we'll do. It. do. Um, you know, on, on the lines of what David was saying, that that often sometimes people will think like, oh, a, a school show. I'm not sure I really want to do that, you know. Um, but when you go to our shows and performances and galleries of our art students, you will be blown away. I guarantee you, I you will, you will be blown away. So I recommend that, you know, have a different outlook when you're thinking about what where, what arts to visit and see. Mm -hmm. um, go to that website and check out what your local school is doing um, and really see it's incredible what our students are able to do because we have such incredible teachers yes. um, and such a supportive community. It's amazing what they can pull off and what they do. Wow. I'm sure your support means the world to them. I wish that we had more time, but unfortunately, this brings us to the end of this episode. However, we will have you back. Yeah. And we'll have you back, uh, not, but because this is only, it feels like we just started the first half. So you'll all come back and we'll, we'll take it further. Um, meanwhile, thank you for being here today. Listeners, thank you for listening. And thank you. No problem. I love to be here in the future. I love it. It was lovely having you here. It was very fun. It's going to be doing fun bringing comedy and laughs together with you. Uh, well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I am Mary Thompson Hunt. Uh, Joshua Vickery will be back next week. And we'll see you from the heart. Magic 107.7 FM.